Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Moms and a Mic. In today's episode, Jones and I do a very shallow dive into cycle syncing. I say shallow dive because when it comes to cycle syncing, there is a lot to unpack. The focus of today's episode is on how to use your cycle and the different phases and the different hormone levels to really maximize your exercise efforts. This is a really great episode for any of you that have some sort of New Year's resolution to increase your physical activity. Our menstrual cycles impact every area of our lives and so it's baffling really that we are taught so little about it. But there's no better time to start learning about it than now. And so I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please be sure to share it with your friends and family and let us know so that we can plan more episodes around this topic in the future. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Vicky. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Two Moms and a Mic. A weekly podcast where we chat about our experience as relatively new parents trying to make it in this busy modern world. We talk about the struggles and joys that come with parenting, and we also focus on the impact this can have on our mind and body. As moms, we all want the same things, right? We want to be happy, to be healthy, and to raise our kids to be the same way. So the goal of this podcast is to bring you helpful tips and information to make this happen. So join us in the quest to improve your overall health and happiness levels just a little bit each day, whilst juggling being a mom, of course. We're all fumbling through this together. Let's do it. Okay, so, hi Vicky, how are you? <laughs> Jones, that was very enthusiastic. <laughs> Just excited to see you. Good, we've got a banger here today for you. When are you doing that triathlon? Not triathlon, marathon. Uh, half marathon. Half marathon. marathon, on the 20th of Jan. So, uh, I don't have okay. that much time left. Okay, how are you going with it? Uh, it's okay. I like still force myself to run a bit uh, during the Bermuda Triangle Christmas New Year's period, but not as much as I, I was before, but I was kind of okay with that. And then I'm picking it up again now slowly. I actually managed to go for a 17k run on Tuesday Ooh. and it felt all right. I felt fine. Um, there were a few patches where I was a little bit uh, I felt a bit stiff, but other than that, I felt like I had the fitness to do it. So I think if I can do 17, I can do 21. So I'm not too stressed right. about it. Okay. And uh, so what we wanted to talk about today, what we're going to get onto today is how to exercise based on your cycle. So how to, how to maximize your efforts, really. Okay. And I know that you know some of this. But let's start with, let's, let's use yours as an example, the half marathon. Have you checked what day of your cycle the race day is? I know we, uh, I think I'm like on day 20, no, day it was like two, day two, day right. two of my cycle. Yeah. So yeah. not ideal, but not, not ideal, no. the worst of the worst. 
first of all, we should probably say that this this episode is not too much about parenting, but more about our. Well, it it ties in with it will tie well, in with parenting for sure. It yeah it can it will tie in. It's um because we're going to talk about exercise and the menstrual cycle, but also in general about cycle syncing and why cycle syncing is important is because of your hormones. And the way that you end up parenting can change phase to phase because of your different hormone levels. And so it's important, uh, not just as mothers, but also as partners, because it's really, it is important to understand what your wife or your girlfriend, your partner is going through, because it, it affects the way that women are but that affects the whole family mm-hmm. okay so very good point yeah while we but- are we are talking specifically about exercise during this time but it's not just about exercise it's about your hormone levels throughout the month really okay. mm-hmm. sense okay so it all it all has a knock-on effect on on parenting yeah. and and how we are with our kids and how our partners are with us so yeah is relative i suppose and I thought that it's important now sort of in the beginning of the year because most people will have some sort of New Year's resolution based on health. Like mm. everyone, maybe they want to walk a little bit more. Maybe they want to, like you're doing, run a half marathon or run a marathon or do a triathlon, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, or go to the gym. And so it's really, as women, it's really important to understand how to maximize your efforts based on your cycle because you could just be pushing yourself all the time day in day out and not really understanding that at some days when you feel like you don't want to do anything you just don't want to go for that run but you push yourself to do it it can actually do more harm Mm. than good can i just say that before very recently i knew nothing about this like at school in South Africa, and I think it's the same here in the UK, you get your basic information about hormones and your starting your period and all of that stuff. But it's kind of taboo. They don't talk about it too much. And they give you a very uh, sort of like general understanding of your cycle. But they don't go into any sort of great detail. And I've never really even thought as much as to dive deeper into all of that. Probably... I mean, until we started talking about it and your hormone program and, and all of that, I'd, I had no idea really that I had the four different stages of my cycle and that it would, you know, impact how I was in terms of uh, exercising and eating and sleep. And like, I had no clue. So I'm assuming that because I feel like I, I kind of know a fair amount about health and wellness and stuff. And for me to not really know that much about it means that I'm sure there's a lot of our like audience listening that also has no idea about like seed cycling and and cycle syncing and all of this. It's such a sort of like new uh, area. Well, it was for me anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know anything about it. I I didn't even do within my uh, nutrition coaching program, which was very intense and it was a year-long course it was even not much about actual cycle syncing in Mm. there in the four phases i don't even really know now i can't remember 
where I first heard about it, but it's changed everything for me. And I, I, you remember, you said at, at school, you remember learning some basics about hormones. I remember none of that. I remember learning some basic hygiene surrounding a period mm. and then nothing else. Don't talk about it. And I would get severe, severe period pains. I remember I was at boarding school. I remember going to the sand and all they gave you, they gave you some pain pills and, you know, told you to lie down. There was never any talk about the way that you eat or live can mm. affect that. Oh, massively. And though. I had massive PMS like for years and years and years until this last year. Well, mm. last year when I started cycle syncing and now it's all magically gone away. And it's crazy to me that this isn't taught to teenage girls i know you're in the thick of it like i think of me as a teenager i was the devil i was hideous and you know it's of course some of that i probably could have been able to control if i tried a bit harder or something but i i do feel like if i had known how much like nutrition and sleep and getting on top of my exercising and stuff would impact that like it just would have made such a massive difference to my teen years and relationships yeah. with people. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And how is that not taught to kids today? Anyway, how is it not digressing. Taught? I hope it's going <laughs> to, yeah, was, that's on brand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like four episodes in and everyone knows, everyone knows. That's yeah. what we do. But yeah, so I, I think that this is something that we are going to keep coming back to this year. We're going to talk about it in relation to to a bunch of different things about parenting and all this. I've got some great books I want to talk about that have been uh, specifically about cycle syncing and hormone balance. But today, with that thought in mind that everyone's going to have some sort of exercise New Year's resolution that they want to do. So how can we, yeah, how can we maximize our efforts? And so to start it off like this, the basics of it is you've got four phases. You've got your menstrual phase, follicular phase, ovulation, and then your luteal phase. And it's roughly four weeks, but it can be up to five weeks for some people. And each phase, your hormones are slightly different. And it's not cut and dry like your menstrual phase is five days or seven days or three days. And it's not exactly in those days, your hormone levels, they are fluctuating throughout. So every day, but it's, it's just a guideline and everyone feels a little bit different, but there are some things that are general. So we all know that the few days leading up to our period is when we experience the most PMS. Mm. So for some people, it's up to a week. And that's the second part. That's the end of your luteal phase. For me, that's the worst. Like bring on a period. I actually am excited for it by the time I've gone through that PMS stage beforehand. It's so so terrible. And I know it's terrible for everyone else, but it's (laughs) terrible for you living it as well, you know? And, and it's terrible for everyone around you. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, for sure. not so much now in, anymore since, since I started all the stuff. But let's see after this last week. But, but that, that time is, yeah, the, the toughest. Mm-hmm. But, so let's start with the menstrual phase. We all know when that starts. Okay, so that's generally like week one of your, of your period. In that time, the beginning of it, just 
rest. Some people, this is where some people feel different. Some people feel like they can, you know, hit the gym, go for a run. They feel great. As soon, like you were saying, as soon yeah. as your period starts, you, you feel yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm okay. Some, some people need a day or two to just get into it, to rest and mm. just to take it easy. That's up to you. But the best kind of exercise for that time is more low intensity walking yoga that sort of stuff mm -hmm. then you move on to your follicular phase and that's when your hormone levels start rising and in this time things like running and uh, well any sort of cardio that's going to be a really good time then you've got ovulation and during ovulation your hormone levels are kind of at their highest mm, okay. but at this time so your testosterone is at its highest and this time of the month is like your most social time for the obvious reproductive reasons. Yeah, sure. And then it's also going to be the best time you're going to have the most energy. So that's for your high intensity exercise, strength training, these kind of things. Group classes, because you're more social also. So group classes, anything like that, that's mm -hmm. where you're going to get the most benefit. Then your luteal phase is two parts. You have the earlier luteal, which is more like your ovulation phase. But then that second half of your luteal phase, if you can, just do nothing. Mm. Like napping counts as a sport. So that's your that PMS time. stage, right? When you're just feeling yeah. really insular and angry and... Yeah. And so walking, yoga, things like that. But really during that time, if you can avoid it, I mean, if you're an athlete or something like that, that might be more difficult for you. But they've even done studies where they, w w women have reported that um, during their late luteal and early menstruation, this is when they have the lowest performance. So triathletes and mm -hmm. that they've noted that their best performances have been of, during ovulation. Yeah, um, well, makes so much so sense. So it, it is a real thing, but it's just really... Is so that because is that because your body is obviously undergoing a lot of stuff like mechanics are happening in your body in order to get that egg prepared and ready to go that your energy is being spent on that is that what it is part of it is that I mean you are preparing to possibly uh, carry a baby mm. you know so that's 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 a lot for yeah. your body but it, it's, it's mostly got to do with the different hormone levels. Too much estrogen causes problems and low progesterone can make you, can cause depression, things like that. And, and then also testosterone levels throughout there. So it's mostly got to do with the fluctuating hormones. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like we always, we all think, oh, we're supposed to feel and be the same day in and mm -hmm. day out. And when we're not, we think, oh, there must be something wrong. I don't know why. I'm just feeling so yeah. hurt today. There must be something wrong with me. Am I getting sick? Am I gonna... no? It's just it. It's it's your. Or you start noticing that you really don't like your husband anymore, and it happens to me every month. I'm like, God, <laughs> have I made the right choice here? He just doesn't understand. Why is he me. so he irritating? Why is he so annoying? Why is he? Why does he say these things? Why does he do these things? And we're never going to see eye to eye. We're just never going to see eye to eye. We're clearly completely opposite. It's not going to work. And then a day later, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. Thank. What, what helps me is I have an app now. I normally actually feel like I need to apologize to Gordon before and after <laughs> because. 
I spend I, I, a lot of time apologizing. It's it's not it's not specific to Gordon, obviously. I mean, he, I've married the guy, I love him, and we are very very happy. And I chose and we chose to. It's be not him, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. But every single month, I I doubt everything in my life, including mm. my relationship. I just doubt every mm. choice I've ever made, and it's so extreme. And then, oh. yeah, my period arrives two days later and then I go, oh, okay. But it's like, if you don't, if you don't um, have an understanding of how your body works and you're not sort of tracking it, you lose sight of that. So you don't know that you're, you're doubting all of these things for the reason that your hormones are going absolutely mad. Yeah. But if you, it, once you start to learn about your body and, and your cycle and how things work and whether, and when you start tracking it on an app or something, it makes it so much easier for you to then like see, okay, right. I'm coming into the week where I'm going to start doubting my entire existence and my relationship. So I just need to remember that when that starts happening, it's not actually legit. It's just my hormones. And then it makes it so much easier. Yeah, and that's and and you know at the beginning here you were uh, worried that this maybe wasn't going to have much relevant to uh, relevance to parents, but yeah. you just said like as long as you've talked about this with Gordon and he knows what's you know what to expect that you will have these you know these moments where you're just like acting a little bit crazy, but as long as he understands that he knows about it. He can so, just give you your space. Yeah, and not take it as personally as Yeah. Yeah. Because it does. I mean it it affects everything. But how do you how do you feel now since you started learning about the cycle thinking and you've started implementing some of these things? Has some yeah, of that no. changed or not not so much? <laughs> no, it has. Doubting. I, I feel like with this previous November, December period of holidays where things have kind of gone out the window, but in terms of my diet my normal diet and, mm. and health it's thrown me back a bit into what I was before and um, where I experience like m massive mood swings and the mm. self-doubt and all of that stuff before getting to my period but but it's still not nowhere near as as intense as it was before I started learning a bit more about my own body and cycle syncing and everything like I still um, sometimes get surprised when I when my period arrives because it, I don't have this hideous, intense amount of um, emotions that I had beforehand. The like it used to be an absolute utter roller coaster for me that I wasn't even really aware of. It's in hindsight now that I can see how how bad it actually was, mm -hmm. and I, I remember saying to my to my friends that. There was always a period in the month where I would like doubt my friendships as well. I would like, I'd, I'd see a, a chat happening on WhatsApp or something. And I'd be like, well, I didn't know what they were talking about there. Maybe they're having another chat somewhere else and I'm not included in it. And what's wrong with me? Why are my mates like, and it would just be completely mad. And I would have this like paranoia about all of my relationships. And, and it was for this like four days of every single month. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't great. That's quite and, intense. Yeah, it was. Mm. I mean, but then my period would come and I would literally instantly forget all about it and I'd be back to my very normal, very chilled, very uh, non-needy personality that I am. I'm not a demanding person at all mm. and I don't think I'm a demanding friend in any way or form. But for those like four, three, four days, <laughs> I was a complete psychopath. 
And that's that's how powerful the hormones are. Yeah. And I think that we're not taught this, but it, it can work against you or you can make it work for you. It for can sure. Be, like some people call it a superpower. Yes. Knowing about the cycle scheme <clears throat> because, you know, when you, okay, so we're going to go, this episode is going to be more broad than just the exercise, but mm. it's, you know, during those, uh, during those phases, you're going to feel different at each phase and each phase is going to be good for doing different things and parenting in different ways. So let's say the menstrual phase is really, it's a time for introspection and it's a time to just be a bit antisocial. I'm not talking about with your kids. Don't be antisocial with your kids necessarily. But, you know, it can, you well, can be more No, but maybe you do nurturing. need to take, maybe you do need no, to take, take a, a few break. breaks from your children. Take a break for sure. Yeah. But that, that time, it's really about like, it's about you. Be very selfish during that time. Then in your follicular phase, it's like your spring. It's, it's all of a sudden like, okay, great. What am I going to do? I'm going to plan things. It's all about doing a bit of spring cleaning and getting things. You've just come out of a long winter. Now let's bright, brighten up your life. And now it's, now it's about that. Ovulation, that is your most social time. So you want to plan any, if you've got meetings with work, if you're in control of this, of course, mm. you can't if you can't plan your meetings, you can't, but if you can meetings, but any social events, uh, play dates, these sort of things around ovulation. And when you do it this way, you will get the most out of it. Mm. And, and, and it will, it impacts your kids because when you are looking after yourself, when you're taking care of yourself and optimizing your life around and your hormones around your cycle, you are the best version of yourself. Yeah. And when you are the best version of yourself, you are the best parent you can be. Yeah, for sure. Not not about being perfect. No one's going to no. be perfect in any sort of way or form. And then, yeah, in your luteal phase, it's your autumn or your fall, depending on where you are. And that's a time where you're wrapping things up. You're getting things, you know, everything done so that when menstruation hits again, when your winter hits, it's time to withdraw again. Mm. and just uh, focus on yourself yeah so and that, that and that ties really... in with exercise as well because yeah you I mean a lot of this this podcast is about like how to get the most out of your body and mind and in terms of energy and stuff in order to yeah be the best parent you want to be and also just to enjoy your life and with the exercising like when you when you become aware of where you're at in your cycle you can then harness you know the loads of energy that you have in particular stages to to improve yourself in terms of like whether it's your running or your yoga or whatever you can really push yourself in certain parts of the month and then by also retracting in certain parts of the month you're giving your body that time to recover and to rest and you're doing it all at the right times because when you're exercising, the general approach is, yeah, exercise and then rest and exercise and then rest. And as women, we now know that like our bodies are different to men and we can use this, use the cycle to our advantage, this knowledge of our cycle to our advantage, where we can push ourselves at one point and then, you know, design it so that we're resting when we should be resting, when, when our body needs to have that energy for other mechanics that are happening in our system and all of that. You can kind of like yeah. tie it all in. 
No, it's exactly. And you're going to get more benefit than if you just did it. If if you say you've set a New Year's resolution for, okay, I'm going to work out three days a week, whatever that workout is. I'm going to work out three days a week. But then you get to the last week of your cycle and you are just like, I can't, but you force yourself to do it anyways. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect your hormones and it's going to affect your motivation to carry on. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just knew, okay, fourth week of my cycle, now I've got to take it easy. I'm just going to rest. I'm still going to go to the gym, but I'm just going to stretch or whatever then you're not hurting yourself. You've given yourself permission to just take it easy, which then it it keeps your motivation up because you're not hurting yourself. You're not like pushing against, you're not using up all your willpower to just do it, do it, do it and push through it because you can do that. You can push yourself to go through it. But then you, if you keep doing that time and time again, you're eventually just going to be like, no, I don't want to. If you work this way in the cycle, you're like, oh, I've got loads of energy great, I'm going to do a big workout now. And, that, and then when you get to week four, you go, okay, yeah, permission. And in the same breath, it's like back seat. You, you're, you can use that information to then also work out whether you're just bullshitting yourself or not. Like sometimes yeah. I just yeah. don't yeah. feel motivated to do something and I just don't want to do it. And then I can go onto the app and I can see, okay, no, you're in your spring phase. There is no excuse. Yeah. You need to get your ass out of that door and go yes. for the run. That's a good point. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. So I mm. you, I, I so do you don't actually, negotiate with yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I use the mm. the Moody app to to track where I'm at in my cycle, and then I obviously have all the information that I learned from you in the in the hormone course that's like in my brain, but also I've got access to it that I can go back and look at. But um, a little bit of free advertising for you there, but <laughs> have that information now so I can have a look and I can see whether or not it's just me being old me who doesn't really want to uh, stick to things. I've got to really motivate myself to remain committed to things. And then, yeah, I'll check on the app. I'll check my notes and I'll be like, okay, no, there's no excuse. Unless I'm getting sick or something and I'm not getting sick. It's just me being lazy, which I can often be. And then, yeah, I've managed to get myself out the door and I feel a bit more motivated because I know that I've overcome that little hurdle and I'm not putting my body like in jeopardy or whatever i'm in a good position health-wise and cycle-wise to be doing this run and mentally now i've just overcome that little obstacle and i'm moving forward do you know what i mean yeah. no that's good you know you said something earlier that i wanted to I mean, you said something uh, about how um we know now that we are not our bodies are different from men mm. so i don't know if i've mentioned this to you before or if it was somewhere in the course or something but how up until the late 1990s, early 2000s, women were not even included in a lot of medical studies, most medical studies, mm. because hormone fluctuations were too um, too wild, too erratic. And they couldn't account, yeah, couldn't account for all the variables. So until now, okay, so early 2000s. Now it's like 24 years ago. Okay, so that is quite a while, but. So now women are included, but before then, everything we know about biology, women were just treated as smaller men. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, that's why we don't know about our cycles is because no one knew. (laughs) 
<laughs> and why taken into consideration <laughs> and probably why it's so taboo still i mean not as much as it was but to talk about periods and menstrual cycles it was just this unknown thing that was never discussed yeah. and never taken into any into account medically or in general like it just yeah, we which is kind of it. kind of crazy because it's i mean you would you would think that people would i mean i okay in western medicine it's not taken into account but i'm sure in all uh like tribes and eastern yeah. uh, medicine and all of that it's oh it's, yeah it's just awkward white men that don't want to talk about it really yeah <laughs> <laughs> awkward old white men mess up the world don't they <laughs> we can pretty much blame everything on awkward old white men <laughs> oh my goodness except uh. for except for our family and friends <laughs> sorry dad <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, so gonna wrap this one up too. Yeah. Look at <laughs> us. Wrap it up. Hey? But so we have we covered everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, or we went off or pieced again, as as usual, <laughs> off pieced on brand. I think so. I just wanted to talk about if you have some sort of New Year's resolution that you've decided to get yourself fit and healthy this year. Do some research on your menstrual cycle. I mean, we've given you the very basics of it here. Get an app. Like Joan said, I've got the app Flow. You've got Moody. There's mm -hmm. tons of them out there that are free. And start tracking it. And you will notice, not just with your exercise goals, but with your PMS, with your moods, with your, with your hunger and cravings. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole other episode. We can't talk about the cycle and, and, and cravings right now, but um, you will start to notice a difference. If you start living, like they say, in the flow, mm -hmm. it, it just makes such a massive difference to the way you feel and yeah. the way that you respond and react to your kids, totally. your moods, everything. Yeah, I found myself having a lot of like aha moments when I was learning more about like my cycle. It just you start to get to know yourself on a totally different mm. level and it should be it should be the way you know yourself your whole life, but we just haven't been given the information. But it's yeah. never too late to 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 relearn or to learn this stuff. Like and it's so important. Super and important. I would say extra extra important for any of you out there like myself who have daughters. Because it's something that you want to teach them from not a young age, but early on, you know, oh, when yeah. it comes that time. So you, you want them to have all of that knowledge that you didn't have. Because um, it's so advantageous. It's going to yeah. just really positively impact their lives. Really? Like I wish, I mean, wish, wish I had this knowledge a long time ago. Yeah. So I think that that's about it. Anything else you wanted to add? Probably only after we've finished the episode and I think back in hindsight, yeah. but not for now. <laughs> okay. Well, if you do, I'm pretty sure that we'll have to do at least one more on cycle syncing in some way, shape or form down the line. Oh, wait, but, so can you quickly tell me how I'm going to fare in my half marathon, okay. considering I'll be running 21Ks on day two of my period? Okay. <laughs> you will do better than if you ran five days earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, but fair enough. It's, but it is, it, is, it is down to you a little bit. I would say, personally, the first two days of my period, I don't want to see another person. Mm -hmm. But then after that, I start feeling fine. But I can go to the gym during that time. Like, okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. How 
Do you, how do you normally feel? Uh, uh, yeah, my, my worst patch is obviously before my period, but d- day one and two, I'm quite similar. I also am a bit more insular and introverted and just want a bit of quiet space um, mm. and don't feel wildly energetic, but definitely have a bit more energy than the week before. I'm thinking, yeah, come day two, I might not be in a terrible position, but I don't. I'm I'm also going to keep my expectations low and hopefully be pleasantly surprised, but know that I'm probably not going to be at my optimal level of performance on day two, and that's okay. It's not like I'm breaking records anyway, so I just need to finish <laughs> do you, it. <laughs> do you and Gord's run together? No, we're gonna we doing uh, we're not gonna see each other in that race <laughs> at all unless it's a lap course and he's lapping me. We, we're not gonna be seeing each other. <laughs> no, we do not run together. It's actually it's, a, it's supposed to be a romantic weekend away for his birthday, which is on the twenty second, and the race is on the twentieth. I just thought, what what does he want for his birthday this week this year? And there's nothing in terms of material possessions that he wants, but time away from life mm. and the kids and everything is pretty much the best gift I can give him probably time away from me as well but I'm cashing in on it so <laughs> SARS cords so yeah we're going away for a whole weekend together and my, my brother's looking after the kids and it's going to be lovely but yeah yeah as I say I won't be at optimum sportswoman level but it'll be okay and it'll still be fun yeah it'll be okay yeah it like it would have been way worse uh, a week earlier. So now your energy levels will be coming back. You'll be fine. yeah, yeah. Totally and also, fine. Gord's probably won't be getting lucky, so it won't be the best birthday weekend of his <laughs> of his life. <laughs> but he gets to do his little half marathon, so Funny, that'll bring him as much joy and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the recording. Okay, bum ba da bum. The yeah. end. We got that right. (laughs) We timed that well. We hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if you found this episode helpful in some way, chances are your friends will too. So go ahead and share it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more. No, but this is good because our podcast is just going to be a lot of a lot of ramblings and a lot of laughter and a lot of informa- helpful information in between. A lot of helpful information in between. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's going to be ramblings. 